This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. I'm Caleb Brown. How do you create a new kind of government? A regulatory structure that you can bring with you into a country. It sounds pretty complicated, but in the case of Prospera, now operating in Honduras, that's the goal. Joel Baumgar is the president of Prospera. We spoke last month. There are a lot of businesses that don't exist because of the regulatory environment in which those businesses would have to exist. So what is the wager that Prospera is making? So Prospera is wagering that we have created the the best regulatory environment anywhere in the world and that businesses who currently are curbed in their ability to innovate can innovate uh, to the maximum degree that they are capable within the confines of Prospera. Okay, so what is the arrangement? Like we we understand that there are federal regulations. We understand that there are international treaties that uh, governments sign with one another. There are regulations at the state level. There are regulations at the city level. There are regulations at the neighborhood level. Uh, zoning is a regulation of the property you have your house sitting on. Uh, so what is the arrangement? that Prospera has with the government of Honduras. So the arrangement is a essentially a charter city arrangement where Prospera operates in a semi-autonomous economic zone. And so all of the things you mentioned, regulation, taxation, the legal system, zoning, planning, permitting, all of that falls in the, under the purview of Prospera. And we just have to remit 12% of our tax revenue to the Honduran government. Otherwise, within our zone, we all have have almost complete control on a lot of the levers of, again, regulation, taxation, uh, zoning, planning, permitting, uh, all of those things. So incredible level of autonomy to create jobs and economic opportunity. What would be the most uh, impressive thing for a business to learn about Prospera for as a pitch? What's the strongest pitch that you have for an individual business that might want to locate its operations there? Yeah, just that you can import regulations from anywhere in the world. So any OECD, any developed country in the world, you can import the regulations from that country and operate under those regulations within Prospera. And you also have the ability to come up with your own regulations and put those forward for approval. So if you want to do something really innovative in medical or finance or cryptocurrency or something like that, you have the ability to put forward a regulatory framework that is an upgrade an improvement from anything that exists in the world. And once Prospera approves that, it becomes a new standard regulatory menu choice for any other companies to use. So it really is, as long as you know what the rules are, your customers know what the rules are, you can operate under any regulatory framework. And all we care about is the most basic sort of health and uh, safety of, uh, of the individuals within Prospera. Otherwise, you have almost unlimited ability to innovate. All right. So what has that meant so far? Sure. So, so far we have had companies from all over the world come to Prospera wanting to do things that would take perhaps a decade to get regulatory approval in wherever they uh, live today, primarily because a lot of the regulatory frameworks around the world have not kept up with the innovation in medicine and finance and in numerous other areas. So ultimately what that means we have 
banking, finance, cryptocurrency, um, medical device, uh, you know, all of those are companies that have expressed an interest or actually started in Prospera saying, we want to operate under the most innovative, forward-thinking regulatory environment that currently exists in the world. Where has this been tried before? Sure. I know there are a lot of different arrangements of uh, charter cities, of what are called leap zones, of other uh, – it's been called different things. What, do, what makes this one different or what is likely to make it more successful than those uh, previous iterations? So throughout the last few decades – there's been a lot of attempts to find out where can we innovate and um, you know create jobs outside of the sort of current government framework that oftentimes stifles innovation. And there's been efforts to do that on the high seas with seasteading. There's been efforts to do it in you know um, unclaimed land between countries, but none of the efforts had a legal framework that was entrenched in the Constitution of a sovereign nation that uh, you know was extremely sort of legally solid tested in the courts and so you were operating under the consent of the nearest governing nation under a legal framework that was solid so Honduras in with just an incredible amount of uh, innovation and entrepreneurial spirit rolled out this legal framework they were the first country in the world to do it so now on land you don't have to be 200 miles out in the high seas on land you can actually um, incorporate the most innovative legal reg regulatory tax and uh, legal framework that the world has ever has ever known and when you combine that with a group of entrepreneurs, business people, and investors with uh, a, a, a great degree of experience, all of the ingredients are there really for the first time in decades to make this work in the real world. I'm anticipating questions that listeners might have right now. And one of the first thoughts that I had was, well, that's fine as long as Honduras lets you keep doing that. Sure. So ultimately, it's a beautiful win-win relationship with the Honduran government. What they need and what any developing country needs is jobs, economic growth, foreign direct investment, and tax revenue. And that's exactly what Prospera brings. We bring jobs, foreign direct investment, tax revenue, economic growth. So because 12% of all the revenue that comes into Prospera within the zone goes to the Honduran government, it creates a strong incentive and alignment of incentives for them to say, look, all we're really doing here is outsourcing some of the basic you know, governing services and regulation so that international companies feel comfortable operating in a regulatory environment that allows for innovation. So not only, I think, was Honduras to go first, but I would predict numerous other countries would ultimately follow because the, the framework of doing this is so innovative. And if you really look at why are jobs, foreign direct investment, and economic growth not happening? A huge reason for that is foreign investors and foreign companies are not comfortable operating under the existing legal framework or the existing legal protections. So this sort of framework affords the ability to do that and ultimately build the goose that lays the golden egg. And the beauty of a goose that lays the golden egg is it only lays golden eggs you know, if you uh, allow it to thrive and grow, which is what we are doing in Honduras. This all sounds great. But what about uh, actual construction? What about the you know the the visible signs of investment going in? I can imagine uh, a lot of people viewing Prospera as just you know a server farm. That sure. is, my business operates here, but it's really just some ones and zeros that happen to be uh, physically located 
in a specific place? Well, good question. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about the metaverse and, you know, being in the virtual worlds. At the end of the day, most of what matters still needs to happen in the physical world. If you need a medical procedure, you have to do that in the physical world. You can't do that in the virtual world. Even with a finance company, it has to be domiciled somewhere under the legal jurisdiction of somewhere. So if you look at what we have on the ground, we have buildings built, we have people living, working uh, in the zone every day. We are on the ground working. You know, if, if you visit Prospera on the island of Roatan, the biggest takeaway is this is real. There's real people, there's jobs created, there's an entire ecosystem, an entire economy running today. It is not an idea, it's an idea who's actually you know, come to fruition in the real world. And that includes building buildings under our own building codes and architectural standards and all of that, hiring Hondurans under prosperous labor laws. So all of that is an ecosystem that uh, if you came to the island of Roatan and visited, you would say, wow, this is, you know, this is incredibly real and it's a thriving economy already on its way to growing much larger. You are a state representative in Mississippi. I am. Uh, how do how do your colleagues view uh, this project? I, I think it's a curiosity, right? And uh, but I also think my colleagues understand that most of what we do in the Mississippi House of Representatives is essentially nibbling around the edges of reform. It's just very difficult in an existing political system or a legal system to start from scratch and do really innovative things. So I think the uh, the beauty of it is we have the ability, in my case, I've served for six years now, um, the ability to make changes in Mississippi in an existing legal system in the United States, but also take everything I've learned to build a, a legal system in uh, in Honduras that takes everything we've learned from hundreds of years. So I serve here. I run a lot of you know the stuff I can run from Mississippi in Prospera. I report to Eric Bremen, the founder, CEO, and chairman, who is on the island and runs Prospera from the ground on island. But uh, the, the combination of statecraft and entrepreneurship and the ability to learn with what we have and massively upgrade it for the next generation is really a, an incredible, unique opportunity. What do you see as the uh, best case scenario 10 sure. years, 20 years from now? I think best case scenario is that the model that Honduras has presented to the world is adopted by other countries, by other countries in Central or South America and ultimately worldwide. And I think long term, uh, what will the question people will ask is, what jurisdiction do you live in? What city do you live in? And what are the rules of that city? And more so than saying, hey, we all have to play, we all have to, you know, live under the exact same rules, which may or may not work for some com companies or some people. There's the more you can innovate in options, the more you can create sort of a competitive environment. So I would envision a world where the, the world has dozens or hundreds of prosperous cities around the world providing a place to innovate for job creators, co-creators, company creators, and, and those that want to uh, live with the greatest degree of economic freedom and liberty. And uh, one thing I'll add to that as well is by having a private city, a free private city, a charter city, it also creates an incredible opportunity for investment. So if you think about it, there's never been a time before where that you could sort of invest in New York City. But with a privatized governing structure, there actually does exist the opportunity for people to own a share in a city the way they can own a share in a company. And that's available in Prospera, just like it's available in, in, in 
other companies around the world, which is a just incredibly innovative business model. You mentioned that companies can essentially import the regulatory structure that they operate in from OECD, other OECD countries. Um, how might those be in con exist in conflict among different companies that are both trying to produce in the same physical space? Sure. So, well, first of all, any company that operates in a regulated industry within Prospera has to elect their regulatory jurisdiction. So everybody in the uh, everybody who is participating in the marketplace knows that if this medical device manufacturer is operating under you know the laws of Germany or the laws of Germany with some upgrades, and this medical procedure is being used under the laws of Norway or Sweden, what matters is that those rules are known to all parties involved. Conflicts are ultimately adjudicated by uh, our own uh, sort of adjudication arbitration center, the Prospera Arbitration Center. So we got, we have under the legal framework we operate in Honduras, the ability to do dispute resolution in addition to the rule of law. So, and then all of that is we have a, a literal um, uh, statement of coexistence. So everybody who lives in Prospera or does work or, um, you know, interacts with anyone in Prospera is under an actual legal contract that they sign, which is a, um, a contract of coexistence. So even they are signing up to say, I understand that there will be different legal rules in play depending on who I'm interacting with. I understand how those disputes will be adjudicated if there are any. And again, at the end of the day, what matters is that everyone knows what the rules are and where there are sort of uh, potential incompatibilities; those can be resolved, or they can be resolved in arbitration. Yeah, the uh, the big pitch that a lot of people make for the social contract is, yeah, yeah, you just get the get the social contract. You're born into it. This is better. It's an actual contract. It is an actual social contract that you are not presumed to have signed just because you were born or you showed up. It's an actual, literal social contract that you do sign which step stipulates the laws you operate under, but it also sets a contract between you and Prospera. So unlike in the United States, where the government can change the rules at any time, within Prospera, the rules are set between you and the governing authority. We can't change the rules any more than you can change the rules, which is a whole different paradigm shift that unleashes sort of a contractual relationship with the governing authority rather than a top-down you know, subjugation sort of with the governing authority. Joel Baumgar is president of Prospera. Subscribe to and give a rating to the Cato Daily Podcast on your podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.